Welcome to the Top Gear magazine podcast, a peek behind the curtain of what it's really like to drive other people's cars for a living. These are the stories behind the stories. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Um, but before we get into the meat of what we're going to discuss in this one, which is the Gordon Murray T50 and our exclusive passenger ride in it, um, I just wanted to ask you to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Please go and do that. We want your lovely, lovely five star reviews because they're going to be five star. They're all five star, aren't they? I wish they could give 10, but yeah, 85. <laughs> so to the listeners. And if you listen on Spotify, you'll have noticed there's a really cool new piece of functionality where we can add polls and questions um, at the bottom of the podcast. And I thought there's been some really good engagement with these actually. So I thought I'd just read out a few of the highlights. Um, issue 371, the electric awards issue, the best EVs you can buy in the world right now. A lot of action on that one. We asked what's your favourite EV from the last 12 months so a lot of love for uh uh the rivian actually two votes for the rivian r1t <laughs> two vote the vw id buzz the pininfarina batista not technically launched in the last 12 months was it so um yeah look, i'm not I'm, I'm nitpicking here the defender phev is that an electric car tiny bit <laughs> it's a tiny bit actually to be fair we put the lamborghini revuelto on the cover of that issue and that is a plug-in hybrid actually yeah the readers are only following our They're lead following aren't they? our lead right so we'll let you off on that one and rowan you're gonna like this this is particularly good so on the um live from the new york auto show podcast we did recently we walked around the jacob jarvis center whatever it's called the Jacob Jacob Cream Cracker Center. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a couple of really positive ones here, Ro. Uh, I enjoyed listening to the episode. Another one said, excellent. And then this one was my personal favorite, bit chaotic. <laughs> We're in the middle of a convention center. I know, like, cut, cut some slack. Also, I, I just think that's kind of what we were going for anyway so i'd call that a success i love it even the fan mail is keeping you guys grounded (laughs) yeah anyway on with the pod on with the pod so well firstly it's me uh jack ricks uh editor of top game magazine we've got ollie q here rowan horncastle and greg potts in the booth um and we're going to be discussing this is one of the pods where we dedicate an entire pod to one feature that's in the latest magazine um and it's uh we're talking today about the Gordon Murray T50. So basically, um, if you haven't heard of this car, should we should we tell people about this car before we tell them what we actually got to do with it? Well, they've um, probably heard it because it's got one of the most yeah. insane engines. And yeah, where have you been if you've not heard of this thing? Yeah, if you live within about 150 miles of Surrey, <laughs> then you would have heard it a few weeks. You'll have back. phoned the police about it already. <laughs> so this is look, this is Gordon Murray. We've you know uh, a few years ago now we 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 were there when when Gordon first revealed this car and announced to the world that he was ready to do a successor to the McLaren F1 um, to right the wrongs of that car, which we all found hilarious because, you know, the, the McLaren F1 these days is some sort of deity. It can do no wrong, right? Well, not in the man who created its eyes. Um, there are things to be improved on. And this T50 is it. It's kind of his, it, it, it's his manifesto, isn't it? It's the inside of Gordon's head. It's his perfect supercar um, in so much as it's a naturally aspirated V12. It's a manual gearbox. It's a three-seater Doesn't weigh much. It weighs very little. 963 kilos. 
900 is mm. under a ton. It's got about 660 horsepower. It revs to 12,000 RPM. As um, much luggage space as a family yeah. hatchback. Because yeah. that matters to Gordon as much as the driving sensation is can you fit all your stuff in it? Yeah. And I think that's actually the thing that comes shining through about this car is he he, he doesn't care about numbers. So 0 to 60, top speed lap times ask him about all of them he'll just he'll, he'll just brush brush the question off because it simply doesn't matter performance figures are stuff that just come out at the end of the they're just a result of when you've produced the right car he wants it to be the best driving experience on a road specifically on a road as well so you know with a car this fast with this much performance you might be inclined to just lob it on a track and start hooning around it will be good fun and it will handle itself well. It will equip itself well. But actually, they're doing a track-only version, the T50S. So he says, no, this is supposed to be driven on the road. It can do long distances. It can take people. It can take stuff. It's um, you know, it's all about sensations, not about numbers. And that's a philosophy that we can get on board but, with. But also, as you said, it's the manifestation of the inside of Gordon's head. Gordon's head is quite an expensive place to be because even though the car's very light, your wallet has to be heavy for this oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Because I think it's 2.8 million current 2. price. 2.3 plus tax. So depending uh, on where tax. they're... Depending yeah. on the tax. Let's call it two and a half. Um, yeah, two, 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 and a, two and a half million quid. But that, you know, again, um, you know, he, he, we've spoken to him in the past and he's always embarrassed about talking about money and that number. The truth is that's just the number that comes out um, in order for them to be able to turn a profit, to to be able to put that money back into research and development and, you know, for Gordon to be able to buy his next, you know, bizarre, niche, lightweight Italian sports car from the 60s to add well, to his collection. to get the development just so, the thing has to be perfect. He is a perfectionist sure. and this is why this feature that we're about to talk about well, Jack, it very nearly didn't happen, didn't it? Oh, yeah. So this was, um, you know, we, we were very lucky. We've, we, we had a good, good chat with them. They, they, um, they told us that they would like to put us, put Top Gear in the passenger seat of the T50. The passenger the first, seats. The passenger seats. Uh, yeah. But we're not ones for passenger rides, really, are we? We don't like passenger rides. Passenger rides are a waste of time. Passenger rides are uh, generally what a manufacturer does to sort of elongate the coverage of its car. Because try and string it out. Just try and string it out. So you get a, um, you know, uh, there might be a camouflaged passenger ride in the car and then they reveal it and then there's some sort of, uh, some sort of other passenger ride go up the hill at Goodwood or something yeah. before you, you sit actually alongside get to Drive it, don't yeah. you? The chief test driver, don't you, Greg? You'll have done oh, one of yeah. these, I'm sure. What's the what's the test drive story that sticks in your head? Any? I mean, up the hill at Goodwood, yeah, you try and claim you can feel what a car's doing underneath you through yeah. your bum. So you queue up for three seat, hours but... to get what, like fifty seconds up yeah. the hill in a car, and while the guy who set it up tells you it's brilliant to drive. Yeah, and you're more worried about the flint wall that's two inches from <laughs> your face. <laughs> exactly, not a good passenger. But but yeah, so generally not not for us passenger rides, except. When Gordon wants to put you in his car. And the brilliance of it, as I mentioned earlier, central driving position. And then you have two passenger seats kind of rearward and off to, uh, off to the sides. So you have the, these three passengers in this kind of arrowhead formation. So it struck us. Um, oh, hang on a minute. Why don't we break another mould here and do a double passenger ride and send myself and Ollie Marriage along at the same time for this, which just made the whole experience that much more um, unique. So it felt like a big deal. And this is a car where 
there's so much to be to be gleaned from this experience so you know if it was a passenger riding a ferrari you might i suppose you get to hear what the exhaust note is like from inside the car but with the t50 the experience of being in that cabin and because it's so oddly the the layout is so odd mm. and unusual um that it's really something worth experiencing and the engine the engine this is this could be it this guys the first strap yourselves in this could be the peak of combustion engines right here yeah so it's the last kind of hurrah for that kind of engine in many ways but also it's the first time that any of us got to hear it do its thing really yeah in, in the car anyway you heard it on the on the test rig a while ago didn't you but the um, oh uh, uh, that, was the that was the valkyrie cosworth v12 no, I apologize. oh you're mixing up your cosworth v12 no i've ne never heard i mean they they um gma did a series of youtube videos with dario franchiti who's their um test driver de development driver one of you racist in he as well he, he's pretty handy he's also my chauffeur he <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. it wasn't sue from accounts who was going to drive us for this passenger <laughs> no. ride they decided it was three-time Indy 500 winner, Dario Franchitti. And all-round nice chap, yeah. Dario <laughs> Franchitti. So, you know, it, it, it really is, it really was rather a, a very, very special occasion um, because this wasn't some sort of press event. This was, this was a day that was organised purely around us and us capturing our video and the pictures and the story that you'll see in the magazine and online. And as such... It didn't feel like a a media event. It felt like they were sort of inviting us in in inside the company, in the development, and, into the development, really. Yeah, and that's why this almost nearly yeah fell off a oh, ledge. Yeah. Well, Twelve, 12 <laughs> hours before, we got a phone call because we'd booked the track, set us up all the shoot where we were going to yeah. do, where we were going to go, who was going to be there, and then the phone call rang and and it was off. Uh, it was cancelled. The shoot was cancelled, and the reason being that Gordon. Um, had driven the car the day before and wasn't 100% happy with the car with every single piece of it and so pulled the plug. So now, even though we weren't going to drive it because he had driven it and wasn't completely satisfied, he said that Top Gear couldn't passenger in it. I mean, that shows the level of perfectionism we're talking and about And here's here. the weird thing. Normally, if a, sh if a shoot gets pulled at the last moment, you know, it, there's a lot of logistical headaches that come along with that, you know, diary shuffling that has to occur. It really didn't bother me at all. In fact, it really kind of enhanced the story. You know, the idea that this car is Gordon Murray's baby and the fact that he didn't want to let anyone in it until he thought it was perfect. It's like, of course he didn't. And I wouldn't want to get in it with, mm. with a load of caveats and uh, apologies and stuff. You're like, great, let's cancel, you know. And it, <laughs> it, it, it adds, it added to the whole drama and the anticipation and everything else. Yeah, it? but they've been following their whole, they've been documenting the whole of the development on YouTube. Yeah. And it, later that week he did sign it off i think it was like 969 days since we first saw it mm. and i loved the the, the sign-off process because basically he just went down the a3 into the hindhead tunnel gave it a <laughs> massive <laughs> blast which is what anyone would do yeah. in it and uh went to and, yeah that's great sounds right so yeah. then we got another phone call saying we're on so yeah, yeah. we put the track again we put goodwood again <laughs> and then, yeah. um and then unfortunately i can be there because you know in this job we're around a lot of cool cars all the time and this is one of those cars that you wanted to be around and when i started seeing some of the footage from that day we were all whatsapping each other it was like god this is why i like cars and i wish i was there so what was the format of the day because everyone just basically got in the multi-fan yeah and well, just went down to 
GMA to say hello and then just had the day of days. Yeah, so I want to I want to start from the beginning because you wake up in the morning and, and it's a, it's a very special day. There was a lot of anticipation around that. This car really is, you know, um, likely to be, you know, in the Hall of Fame, really. Mm. Um, so the morning, we, we there's various sort of bases that Gordon Murray has. He builds the car at um, Dunsfold, literally next door to the Top Gear test track. Um, they have their, their sort of old, they, they still use it, but they're... Um, uh, headquarters is a place called Shalford, just outside Guildford, and they've now got a new base uh, in a place called Windlesham, which is uh, up the road a bit, bit further, 20 minutes, half an hour up the road. So we were going to Shalford, and the interesting thing is, it makes you think, which car uh, are you going to go in? What are you going to look like when you turn up in this car? Do you want to park in front of the office and let Gordon see what you've turned up in? Or do you want to hide it at the back of the car park? I was in an Audi Q8 e-tron Sportback, all 2.5 tonnes of electric SUV. Um, I'm surprised that didn't set off some kind of trap door in the car yeah. park. Just <laughs> like Gordon's, like a big alarm goes off and it just goes, nope. Yeah. Did you see how much of a nerd Ollie Marriage was, though? Ollie Marriage no. can't be here today, but so we're going to have to... Well, we can pop at him on his behalf. But he turned up in his Lotus Elise. Goody oh. two shoes, basically. Oh, yeah. oh, Gordon, look at me. Favor. My car's under a ton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Gordon's, of course, is, uh, you may have seen and read this in other articles as well, drives an Alpine A110, new one. Um, and the great thing about Gordon is when he says, oh, that's what I drive, it, it really is his daily driver. I've, I've, We've been there a few times. We've done a few stories with him over the last few mm. years. It's what he drives. I've never that, seen that it clean. It's always filthy because yeah. he's always ragging round in it. Yeah, yeah. He before that for, for, for years he had a smart um, smart roadster. roadster. Mm. Yeah, and it had you know over a hundred thousand miles on the clock. That was his daily. But if you want to see his full collection, the, the Oli Q, you went round it with him uh, yeah. at his facility, which is on YouTube. Just, yeah. And yeah, Jack did the video, and I did the feature on the Mac. You can find in topgear.com. Yeah. But what another day of days actually that was, wasn't it? <laughs> I know. Oh, but anyway, let's let, um, so let's keep moving. But, but so we did. He, we also the crew like. To Charlie Rose, our videographer, arrived in his multivan. Oh yeah, and the first thing that Gordon came out and just had a poke around that, didn't he? Which I just love. Well, he's got a uh, he's got a Caravelle. Yeah, see, he? this is when you know he's a he's a piece of proper car guy, isn't he? He's an enthusiast. He um he he came bustling over to it and said, "Oh, is this an ID Buzz? Because it's quite a jaunty colour, isn't it? It's sort of two tone orange." And and we went, "No, no, no. This is actually the the multivan. This is kind of the new, more car like replacement for the Caravelle." And he was, "Oh, I've I've got one." I own one of those. I, I keep it at um, a property I've got and I use it for, um, you know, dotting around and picking up friends and we go on holiday with them. It gets all the luggage in the back, but it's also slab-sided, nice and narrow, fits in the lanes. And then, of course, he was horrified that the multivan is now wider, the pillars are thicker, and it's got a dreadful touchscreen in the interior. So immediately he kind of forgot about the V12 for a little bit and um, critiqued one of our long-termers, which you can read about on the website. Well, I imagine his has full bucket seats and lightweight spec. <laughs> the, yeah. the carbon fibre reshell. <laughs> so yeah, so 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 we, we turn up at the the office uh, and uh, the, the whole team's there the engineering team the car's parked outside they're sort of pouring over it um, no laptops at this stage the car's finished you know this is ps1 so it's um uh not a playstation no no <laughs> what's the official name it's prototype uh, pre-series pre-series of what, course. So they have prototypes and they have yeah pre-series cars pre-series so cars. these will actually eventually be sold 
the owner yes. of this car has actually been kicking around on my Instagram asking how it was because when it, when we've all finished with it, it's going to be tidied up and sold to him in about a year from yeah. now. Um, at which point uh, the PR came out and said, uh, Gordon would like to speak to you and Ollie uh, up in his office, which felt a little bit like being summoned to the headmaster's office. I was sort of thinking, what have we done wrong? Or are we about to be warned off doing something bad? How dare um, you turn up in an Audi yeah, Q8? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, I knew I shouldn't have brought the e-tron. Um, so anyway, up, up you go and, um, you know, expecting to for him to sort of lay down the law. Uh, not, not a bit of it. He just wanted some time in his office to just have a chat and just have a catch up. Um, not pick our brains on anything in particular. It was really, really that in itself was a really special experience. Um, on his drawing board with some sketches of buildings. So he's designing this new uh, headquarters uh, in, in Windlesham that I just mentioned. But he said, oh, it's the first time I've actually fully designed a building that we're going to work out of. And he was, you know, properly pouring over the, the specs of, you know, where, where the offices go, where the workshops go, where the canteen goes and how all that flow works. And he told us he's designed several houses in the... Imagine having a Gordon Murray-designed house. It'd blow away in the wind, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is it fan-assisted in any way? <laughs> <laughs> Great ventilation. Yeah. Um, and I tell you space. what, he was... In, this is really good, but this, this chat we had... Um, and he said, it's funny, isn't it, how um, P1, uh, LaFerrari uh, and 918 all came along in a, in a batch. And now, he says, we've got this new batch, haven't we, of um, the, the AMG1, the Valkyrie, and now my car, the T50. And he said, but if you look back, those, those three cars, the original Holy Trinity, were all really quite similar in execution. There were subtle differences, but... But these three that have come along now, they are wildly different. So he, he he's not, he's just a sort of student of, of the automotive industry, really. He wasn't there to pick holes in um, Aston Martin's approach with the Valkyrie or AMG's approach with the MG1. He was just fascinated by, by the way that they had all started with a clean sheet of paper and approached it completely differently. Um, and he basically, he wanted to pick Ollie Marriage's brain on what the Valkyrie was like to drive and what the AMG... Actually, no, it's only Chris Harris that's driven mm. MG1. Um, so yeah, it wasn't so, broken. So that was a lovely way to start the day. And then we then we piled into the car. As I said, Dario driving, um, Ollie and I either side um, in the back. I've got a question on that. Yeah. Who gets in first? Uh, <laughs> Driver first, right? <laughs> Actually, to be fair, he could probably he could he could climb over your legs and get in if he really had to. But um, honestly, watching Dario get getting in and out of the driver's seat, poetry. He's he's been he's been doing it for so long now. Is it easy to get in and out of the few who's never done it before? There, there is a bit of a technique to it. I mean, it's not it's not difficult. I can cl- I can just clamber across and get in, but. Um, with Dario's tuition, he's like, just um, just the way you put your hands and your feet and the way you slide across, um, it's much easier. The the F1 had, I think it had much thicker yeah, sills, didn't spars, it? spars, basically, down yeah. the middle of the tub. So you had to kind of, it was like getting into a log flume. You had to kind of yeah. climb over a little wall. Whereas with this, I think as long as you're the, but the driver has to get in from the left, don't they? Because otherwise you might have a slight gearbox, yes. gear yes, stick, the, the, bottom The, the gear stick is off to the right. And yeah. next to his right-hand thigh. And the other thing we noticed is that, um, you know, Ollie and I just 
picked a side and jumped in. Um, but actually, on the right-hand side of the driver, you slightly less room because of the intrusion from that mm. gearbox housing. So Ollie was had to slightly modify his leg position where slightly he, he described coquettish it. seating. Yeah, it's it? a little cross your ankles over and 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 all is fine. And I was on the left, and then off we went. And the idea for the day, um, just to sort of give you a bit of the itinerary, was basically we were just we were going to have a nice long road drive, take it from basically Guildford down to uh, the Goodwood racetrack. Unfortunately, we weren't going on the Goodwood racetrack. It was just a sort of somewhere to aim for, basically, in a nice little backdrop for our final piece of camera. And then after that, we had the, um, the Top Gear test track booked. Now, that took a little bit of persuading because um as i said earlier they didn't want it to be a uh, it's not, not a, track a track car, car. <laughs> it's not a track car you know dario could very happily and very skillfully fling this car around the top gear test track and we'd sneakily be having a uh, have a stopwatch going in our pockets but um but that's not what this car's about that's not what they wanted so we said well what about the straight bit what about the runway let's just get this car moving in a straight line um and hear that engine at full chat and i'm just I'm, I'm conscious of the dear listener that just needs to listen to what this car sounds like yeah because it's very rare especially on the road with the gearing that you hear someone going through all the gears yeah flat out and that's what we can do at our runway so i would say put your headphones on now yeah turn up the noise and just listen to this because it is absolutely exceptional Any good? Oh, does it get better than that? <laughs> the full startup sequence too. Yeah, where it's impossible not to jump, isn't it? You think I'm going to steal myself, I'm going to steal myself, and then it barks into life, and you jump yeah. three feet in the air, and Gordon laughs at you. So yeah, there, there we go. You can watch, you, you can watch the video um, of the whole day on YouTube, and I implore you to go and uh, do so because if only to listen to the noise of that engine again, it was so special. So uh, why don't we do this slightly backwards? Because actually, on the day. We left the headquarters and did the road drive bit first, and then we then we went to the track afterwards. You'll notice in the video it's track first because that's the really exciting bit, um, and then we did the road after. The magic that. of editing, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Give the people what they want. Peeling back the curtain. Um, uh, so let's focus on the track bit because that's 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 the drama. That's what we wanted to see and 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 hear and feel. This twelve thousand RPM, three point nine liter V twelve. Well, you tell us about it, because I wasn't in the car. You two have both been in it. Well, I, it went like... to drive, I went to drive the Volkswagen Multivan. It was all, Jack and Ollie marriage were the, the, the main passengers. Mm. And then I went along as basically support crew to drive the... Our poor long-term van had loads of cameras bolted to it, basically. And I had to chase this million-pound prototype. That's not the reason you went there. You went out to nerd out and see the car. <laughs> that was just an excuse. I've been rumbled. I've yeah. been rumbled immediately. But I, yeah, I did... Um, luckily, I needed a lift back to Shelford, where my car was parked with Jack's. And, well, you know, there was a seat in a T50 I had to go. But, yeah, when we were down at the... the track i mean i just want to get across the jeopardy of if you are not good at changing gears if you're not good at shifting stick don't buy a t50 because everyone within a 10 mile radius is going to hear if you miss a shift yes 
and I think Dario did miss a shift. He was so we were sitting on the <laughs> we were sitting on the start line, and uh, you know you got everyone you got to get all the cameras ready. We've got cameras inside the car. Um, we've got. Um, cameras on tripods all around trying to capture this moment you know we don't want to don't want to take the mickey and ask to do 50 runs up and down the runway i think we probably did you know four five six runs hmm. in total um and uh, we're sitting at the start line and we're saying you know patting him on the shoulder because go on dario you'll be fine and he's like this is really weird I'm feeling quite nervous. And we were like, you've won the Indy 500 three times. All you have to do is floor it in that direction. He's like, I don't, I, I, I don't know where the runway ends. It's like, don't worry, we'll just, we'll just shout break we'll when, tell you when you get to it. But I just love the idea that he was, uh, you know, he wanted us to have uh, the, the richest experience possible. And yeah, I mean, he needn't have worried. But it's basically. so romantic now. We've done so many drag races down at the track where he's just like, all right. ESC in a certain setting, mm. left foot on the brake, right foot, then lift off, and then it's mm. just launch control and let the gearbox yeah. do its thing. It's like seeing it now, and then just you can hear the mechanical movement, seeing what he's doing with the pedals, yeah. and then the engine just amplifies everything that's going on which, yeah. from his movements. It's so so good. It's so good, and the noise inside. So let's let's just focus in on that. So what you're hearing inside really is intake noise. So like GT4 uh, RS, like Singer DLS. The, if you want really good interior noise, it's it's that. It's the resonance from, from the intake. And on the T50, the intake's on the roof above your head. So um, it's a sort of carbon fibre sort of spar, if you like, the, the spine rather that runs down the middle of the roof. And apparently they've tuned the exact thickness of the carbon fibre to make sure it has the exact right note. And it has the exact right note it is absolutely sensational i think um i mean ollie marriage just goes all in and goes that that's it that's that's as good as a an engine can sound but at that point of course we were inside the car getting one experience you were next to the track getting a completely different one so we didn't know we hadn't had that full experience it was only afterwards when we looked at the slightly shaky iphone <laughs> The, I was doing my best of the launch. That was shot by Gordon, wasn't it? He, he, yeah. You said he was shooting. Oh yeah, he yeah. was. He. This is the guy who's. Yeah, he sketched every part of the car. He's been. He's, his name's on the bonnet. He couldn't be more of an expert, more plugged into the this project. And yet, so you think you know he might potentially have got a bit bored of it, potentially be a bit overexposed. No, when Dario Franchitti is ragging this prototype up and down the runway, he's out there filming it every single time it came by. He was getting his phone out and recording it and giggling to himself and going, you know, that sounds like F1 cars used to back in the day and grinning. Mm. And that enthusiasm is infectious. As yeah. soon as you see the creator getting that spooled up about it, you go, oh yeah, cool. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, you it's know what he fabulous. was thinking there, don't you? You think you should take it through the Hindhead Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like his sign-off route. It's like, wah! Actually, in a tunnel. That car in a tunnel. My word. Because then you would get the exhaust bouncing back as well as the intake. And, oh. and also, also the story of when Dario took oh, it yeah. for an evening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dario took the prototype, didn't he? Yeah, he took it. Took the prototype. And um, Gordon lives uh, just off the A3 near the, near the hog's back, apparently. So Dario was coming 
back down the A3 to drop the car back off at Dunsfold and thought, oh, I'm pretty near um, Gordon's house. So gave it the beans past the exact stretch of the A3 where he knew Gordon lived. Gordon, meanwhile, was sitting in his house, probably having a lovely cup of tea with his wife, and hears this noise and goes, oh, that sounds like one of my V12s. The next morning he meets up with Darren and goes, did you, um, did you drive past at about 7.30 last night? And he went, that was me. <laughs> it was fantastic. But fantastic. on that note of you know, is it the best sounding car ever? Is a question that we left in the top comment on uh, YouTube where 600 people are now debating and arguing it. So I think we should settle it on Spotify too. Yes. So if you go into the poll function, if you're listening on Spotify, please let us know what the best sounding car is ever because is it the T50, which you've just heard? And there's lots of shouts for a Carrera GT. Uh, the McLaren F1, for which McLaren the T50 is a successor. Oh, and Ferraris, Lexus LFA yeah. always mm. gets the love. Always gets the love. So let us know what the best sounding car ever is yeah. and we'll keep going because... After the track, you went onto the road? So, yeah, we went onto the road. Um, and this was, yeah, just a completely different experience. So, um, the ride, let's talk about... I mean, the roads that we went on were... I'm not quite sure what route Darrow was uh, uh, following, but it certainly wasn't as the crow flies. So He hasn't got the London cabbie knowledge, has he? <laughs> <No, no. laughs> um, but uh, there were some, some pretty full-on potholes. Um, so, the car... It's not a kind of magic carpet ride by any means. It's it's firm, but it's got that, you know, that feeling of very expensive dampers, like the wheels, because there's very low unsprung mass. This is getting nerdy. They they get the car comes back under control really quickly. So you can have a you can have a jolt and then it's bang and the car's level and and carrying on with its business. Um so it yes, it it's firm and it, it feels purposeful, but you could definitely do some long distance, especially once you get into Europe and the roads are good. I mean yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't you, you wouldn't even notice you were there. And the interesting thing is there's an option which I think about eighty percent of owners have gone for, which is an overdrive sixth gear. So you can just have um this extra long sixth gear which is basically for cruising and it's it's magic. So you've got the you got the noise in the end, wah, slot it into six, boom, just just disappears. Just just all the noise goes away. And uh just great for cruising around in and then the other thing is just um the experience of being a passenger there's never been a richer view from a passenger seat because you're there kind of angled towards the center center line of the car you're looking straight over dario's shoulder you've got a really good view of the steering wheel and the kind of analog instrument cluster behind it and these the, the glass roof stretches right over the top of your head um, and this is quite interesting, these glass panels above your head. So you can choose to have them in glass or carbon fibre. Carbon fibre, obviously, slightly lighter, slightly lower centre of gravity. But even Gordon Murray has specced his T50 with clear panels. And I, I think he's done the exact right thing. Well done, Gordon. You've done the right thing. Um, because the, the light and the sort of sensation of just being totally open um, to all your surroundings is is magical. So could you do a big drive three up, do you think? Is that possible? Or? It's, it's one of those ones. It's 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 quite... It depends how big you are. <laughs> so I'm five foot eight, uh, five foot nine on a good day. Ollie marriage about the same. Um, so we fit. I'd say, yeah, if it was me and Ollie in passenger seats, 
strap us in, let's go to Spain. But are, the, are the shells, are they comfortable? Is it just, are they comfortable seats? Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So the seats themselves are comfortable. Um, the, the, there's there's knee room, there's leg room, there's shoulder room, there's elbow room, there's sort of a scallop in the door. So I, I personally found it quite comfortable. You're a bit taller than me. Hmm. You might start be getting in, you might start Don't getting worry, into I'll, trouble. I'll take the driver's seat. It's fine. I'll <laughs> do, and I, and for, for people with, like me with horrible, massive hobbit feet, you, mm. you kind of feel like you're slightly in the driver's way a little bit because your feet are kind of extending under the Were gear. Were you on the right? Yeah, I wanted to sit on the right because that way you get like this lovely front row view of him shifting gear and everything happening in harmony. And if like me, you like going onto YouTube and watching like pedal cam videos and watching rally drivers doing the dance as they as they shift and heel and toe and everything. The T50 is like the ultimate live version of that. And when it's someone who's as handy as Dario and he's just multitasking and like he's playing all these kind of musical instruments all at once, just fantastic to watch but yeah i did rather scuff the trim with my dusty shoes <laughs> <laughs> just Amazing. wiped half a million off the value yeah. i tell you what was a un- really unexpected thing as well was um so when you're when you're sitting there because the driver's in front of you um uh, your view of the passenger in the other seat is is absolutely unimpeded and really clear you're actually really close to them so to have a conversation with the with the passenger the other passenger rather um is it's super easy and re- and really good. You're you're literally there's a little shelf here and there. there you are, are literally talking behind the driver's back. Aren't behind you? the driver's back. <laughs> Go, did you see him miss that shift? Yeah. What's he Whereas up to? talking to the driver is a bit of a strain because you sort of you're kind of yelling in their ear and they're they're talking forward, so they have to raise their volume for, in order for their voice to get back to you. But um, or they're speaking out the side of their mouth, probably yeah. to try and get All around right. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But 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 either way, um, yeah. I mean, it works as a road car, and and then we we stopped off at a pub. It was a bit early for a pint. It was uh, it was all shut up. Um, so we uh, just had a little poke around the car and just looked at some of the details on it. And that I don't think that's ever going to get boring. The, the 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 serrated blades on the fan. Oh, the I back. love that story. Yeah, yes. yeah. They basically took a tip from the helicopter industry that um, if you want to keep the the fans efficiency. Um, but reduce the noise it makes. You just do serrated end, but it looks like some sort of medieval torture device. Yeah, that oh, sounds yeah. like, will it blend? Like, <laughs> yeah. Throw in fruit it has got a big fan guard on it, so yeah, you won't be getting and your also, tie caught in it. And also, uh, it, 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 the fan won't fire up until you're doing about 40, 50 miles an hour. So yeah. there's there's no danger of blending small children And I did follow it around jumps. in the multivan all day and didn't get a chipped windscreen or, you know, knackered front paintwork. So any rumours about, oh, it's going to, chuck loads of rubbish at the back aren't true can i just mention my favorite detail really quick there's a didn't know this there's a plaque on the side of a t50 with gordon murray's humble brags big head. Right? all of his <laughs> all of his many achievements all the formula one championship winning cars he's designed first carbon fiber tubbed road car all the all the projects he's been involved with he's 50 just, meters breaststroke yeah exactly. <laughs> school poetry recital no it's got basically every amazing car that this incredible man's ever been involved with he's just listed them in you know tiny little fonts and stuck it on a plaque on the side of the car and it says Gordon Murray's track record and I loved it. Must so, add some weight. Got a few, <laughs> a few good point. Yeah, certificates in there. You guys surprised that off. Yeah, and 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 just one more nugget for you here, which um, you know we're talking about the, the, this car's got genuine usability on the road uh, and Gordon's desperate that people use that the, the customers actually use their cars so much so that he's decided to incentivize the owners um there will be a prize every year for the t50 owner that puts the most amount of miles on their car 
which That's I just thought was fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant. Which there's going to be cheating. Someone's going to put a T50 <laughs> up on bricks and then just <laughs> no, spin the rear wheel. Going to hate them. <laughs> yeah. so I wonder what that prize. Do you know what the prize is? Uh, AA membership. Yeah, so Kit Kat Challenge. Very, very light weight certificate. <laughs> thin paper. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So we've done the passenger rides, and obviously plans are afoot of when we can get into that middle seat yep. and, and drive it yep. because we need something super special um, for the. You know, this car's like you say, probably going to go straight into the Hall of Fame. So we need a feature that will do do that justice. Yeah, do the development justice. So um, yeah, yeah. So we're this was away. this was this was the, uh, a mere hors d'oeuvre, but what an hors d'oeuvre it was! Um, just a incredible day out. I hope I hope we got across there a bit how privileged we are to do this stuff. It's not wasted on us. It's not another day at the office. This that is, was a day of days. Yeah. and the video's done. You know, well over a million views now. The comments are people saying this. I'm I'm glad I'm alive to see this. So if you haven't um, been to YouTube and checked out the video, just to see Jack's face when Dario <laughs> fully lets the clutch out and launches this thing, get yourself over to the YouTube channel and um, yeah, turn those speakers up. And also, it's been going. Um, I I shot a, basically for the second run that we did. I I got my phone out. Uh, it's actually in the video because uh, waving my phone about in the thing. We stuck that on with TikTok, in, Instagram, in Instagram Reels, flew. just flew millions and millions and millions um, of views of that. Um, just a real sort of first-person view of what's it like from inside the cabin. If you want to hear the external noise, check out the YouTube video and the intro to that has all just the rewind noise you could ever want. About eight minutes ago, where we just <laughs> if, if oh, you yeah. come to stop stop bleeding already, that's fine. So uh, well, there we go. All right, so we'll wrap it up there. Um, yeah, just keep across everything. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And uh, check out topgear.com for all the latest news and reviews. All right. Catch you on the next one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>